What's up, filmmakers and moviegoers? This is The Easy Podcast, and I'm Zach. And this is Eric, which is the reason why it's called EZ. Get it? Yeah. <laughs> in which case, you should always be first in the lineup there, but... Yeah, but uh, am I? Not really. No. I mean, first in age. Oh, there it is. Oh, right yeah. out the gate. <laughs> right out the gate. Well, uh, this week we're going to be talking about, uh, it's a little gem of a movie that um, has gotten no recognition whatsoever. No one's heard of it. And <laughs> yeah, at this point, <laughs> yeah. everybody's like, where did this come from? If you haven't seen Parasite yet, uh, hopefully this episode pushes you to go see it. It's back yeah. in theaters. And it's on, you can stream it. Yeah, it's on, I think, iTunes now. Yeah, I don't. Um, I think it's on iTunes, but I think I saw it. It was. Uh, it might have been Netflix. I was scrolling through our PlayStation menus, mm. and it was on there. Okay. So I don't know if it's PlayStation. No store reason not or, to watch yeah, it now. It's everywhere. It is my uh, 2019 favorite movie of the year. And wow, like we had a whole episode about this. We, we what are yes, you acting surprised for? Course. But like favorite, like number it, one. It was my number one movie of 2019. Wow. Okay. It, Eric has dementia, apparently. <laughs> we had an entire episode. No, I do remember that. Yeah. And, and yeah, it, it's, uh, yeah. If you want to hear what some of our other favorites were for 2019, check out that episode. Uh, it's two episodes back. Last week, we talked 1917. And uh, I don't know. Eric's doing a thing with his hands and is he's doing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, before we get to Parasite, though, uh, let's talk about what you've been watching. So what have you been watching? And this list is embarrassing. Why is it embarrassing? No, at least one of the things. Okay. Glitter? Uh, yeah. Something about uh, glitter? Okay. All right. So um, Hip Hop Evolution Season 4. I'm going to just skip four, over. Four of those now? Yes, there's four. And um, it, there's only there are only four episodes per season, and they're about like 40 minutes, 45 minutes per each episode. Okay. But it's cool. It Re kind of refresh goes, my yeah, refresh my memory here. I mean, it, it starts off in season one where like what what were the roots of hip hop going all the way back to Cool Herc and um, you know the whole uh, MC scene back in you know the seventies in New York, right? And kind of the evolution of how hip hop's come to be what it is today. But it's cool because they they kind of go over in each season and each in individual episode they cover different areas in the country that oh okay this this you know genre of music has been tweaked and sure so you get a little oakland a little detroit get, a little yeah, yeah you yeah. get west, the whole west coast east coast thing you get the dirty south you get you know um, yeah. Motor city and so it's how much kid rock is in this <clears throat> I haven't seen Kid Rock at all. It's probably a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Um, but we're then they did cover some Detroit, but uh, it was more like Fifty Cent and um, Eminem. M Eminem, and, yeah. Um, but actually, even pre before them, there were some other really cool artists, you know, and DJs and MCs that were helping shape that culture in that space. Yeah. And each of those different geog geographical areas, you know, had their had their different struggles, but a lot of the inner city struggles were similar. So it's interesting because you've got this this similar struggle from one part of the country to the other with a little bit of different flavor. Sure. Right. You know, the South sound and, you know, the the culture of the food that they're used to eat, you know, is different than um in southern california yeah and, yeah and it's different than in new york and so but it's cool to see how all these different um cultural geographic areas have influenced this this music and the different flavors of it which is really cool and you know i grew up on a lot of it so well that sounds pretty interesting i'm is it shot like documentary style where there's interviews or is it, it shot is. like a ken burns okay. it is yeah it's there's interviews um and old clips of different stuff and you know a lot of great music throughout the whole thing so if you're into hip-hop at all uh this is a must that's cool sit and watch you know you could you could binge a season in a night in an evening you know yeah. if you carved out a couple hours that's cool 
So, yeah, and then, obviously, continuing on the anime thing, um, Naruto Shippuden, the movie The Last Tower, The Lost Tower. Um, you know, I know Naruto is a series, it's, you know, yeah. it's a couple of years old, so. A couple. It's, well, it's a few. <laughs> um, it was on when I was in high school. Yeah, so, but it's cool because I wasn't really into it, and now I'm going back and you know watching these things and and, uh, and you're it's going cool. through all the hits. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So what's the I next mean? I, I was be, I was I was totally in uh, on Initial D, which was released like early '90s. Yeah. Because of the racing scene, you know, the whole drifting thing. Um, but even earlier than that, when I was a kid in high school, um, uh, Robotech. Voltron so, and stuff yeah, like Robotech that. Yeah. was the first like real anime thing that hit the U.S. that had any kind of like. I mean, obviously, Speed Race. You could argue Speed oh, Racer. Um, That's my jam. Speed yeah, Racer. Speed, I love Speed Racer. I totally geeked out on that when I was a kid. Um, but yeah, so watch that. As I was trying to find, um, you know, cool anime stuff to watch that I hadn't already seen yet. My daughter intervened, my 13-year-old intervened, and she was like, oh, wait, go find that, um, the one that's got the girls and they're fighting. And I'm like, dude, that's like half of anime. Also, <laughs> I mean, I immediately just and, thought of Sailor Moon. And then she was, and and so I'm clicking through all these things, and she's like, no, it's like more preteenish and and uh, and I'm like, do you know the name of it? She's like, no, and I'm clicking through, and then we're trying to search, and then we search anime uh, and I'm, you know, yeah, very carefully anime <laughs> girls. I'm like, oh, I don't know. This is a and road. Then, and, yeah. then, and then all of a sudden she's like, there it is. The glitter force. And it's like oh, my boy. little pony. What? It's it's like my little pony preteen girl anime style. <laughs> so Well, that's like, weird. And so we I, I, I was like, all right. We'll watch an episode of this, and um, and after the first episode, I'm like, okay, we're done. <laughs> I'm like, you so want to watch? Do not recommend. Yeah, uh, if you're a preteen girl, age like ten to twelve, hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, outside of that genre, mm, not so much. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> I told her, I, and she was kind of feeling nostalgic because it's been like two years since she's seen it. And I'm like, nostalgic. wow. Yeah. Um, and because she was geeking out, I'm like, okay, that's cool. And then I said, we're done. I'm moving on. And I went back to Naruto. Um, and then Pandemic. I just. I have no idea what this Pandemic is. Pandemic is a um, documentary type series on Netflix where. Um, I just watched the first episode and they talk about um, airborne pathogens and, you know, the flu pandemic that happened. Well, that, that's in, on brand for uh, the world right now. Right. Yeah. The, the coronavirus. coronavirus. <laughs> Oof. Um, and, it did, and so they they follow a couple of these experts that are their job is to educate different healthcare facilities on, you know, how to handle these situations when all of a sudden it's just blowing up. So it's talking control. to like who and the CDC and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Talking about all that. Um, there's another guy that travels, you know, all over the world and, you know, studying blood samples and I mean, just conditions and, uh, you know, trying yeah. to, trying to educate and learn and to, to avoid another one of those, you know, and it's, I'm not usually a fan of kind of those fear-based um, doc, you know, that like they, end of they, the world. Yeah, they're yeah. like, uh, you know, but I was curious bleak. enough to press play. Yeah, and one of the things that that uh, that just irked me right out of the gate was just the level of arrogance that they that 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 they were. There was this one. Um, and, you know, I, I appreciate the effort to try to, the, mm, I'm like trying to edit myself as Just I'm talking. Just say it, yeah. Um, but there's a guy with that, that uh, he's trying to create a, vir a vaccine that's a super vaccine, meaning it will handle all iterations 
and mutations of you know the the H N virus series, which is the flu okay. virus, and the different iterations of this. Um, apparently, the numbers are are something to do with the severity of the virus and something of that degree. You know, like H one N one, they have like H seven N nine or something. Oh, okay. I mean, and they're all known by coronavirus bird flu uh, swine flu sure. all those types of th- so they have other names the and, official title yeah. yeah but uh just the idea of when they said we're going to create a, a vaccination that will beat future mutations i was like okay i'm not the smartest guy in the room but I'm telling you, you, how are you going to do that? Yeah. How are you going to predict the future mutation and create a vaccine for that? And just the arrogance that came across sure. in the in the in the filmmaking, the arrogance. Well, that I came wonder. Across I mean, is like, yeah, you know, we're gonna we got this all figured out, and 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 um, he's got to be kind of like that, though, right? I mean, or else, what are you really doing if you don't think you can do it? Well, sure, and and he's selling the idea to investors right. and you know yeah. and financial backing, and he's getting it. And I was just, I'm just like, but that is the current problem now. Is we're getting, you know, we're we're finding vaccines and stuff, and anecdotes or whatever anecdotes, not anecdotes, anecdotes. And uh, but then you find a new evolution of that, and you get so that's why the flu, you know, vaccine doesn't necessarily cover you for the right. flu each year because right. the flu is changing yeah because there's a new iteration of it and right in that one little tweak you're not you're, you're the idea between vac uh, of vaccinations in the first place is that well i'm going to give you this injection of a very weak strain of that so that your normal um uh biology yeah, your immune your immune system. system yeah, yeah, your normal immune system will will attack it and produce the extra antibodies because that that thing is now introduced into your system. Right, and so that's the whole idea behind vaccination. Well, if you get like some small tweak to that, whatever that one was, it's not going to work. So, the first thing out of my mouth was disgust in the level of arrogance. Hmm. The second thing out of my mouth was. And what are the side effects, right? Like what you, let's say they do create this thing and that any possible mutation that they're trying to create in a lab somewhere, which is another interesting spin on it. It's like, okay, if you're creating these mutations, what are you doing with them? Are they getting out somehow? That's perhaps the, that's their defense y- yeah. area of their, yeah. Of exactly. Their so uh, I'm like, all right. What are the side effects? Are we going to have, you know, a whole different new type of autism that we're going to start seeing? Uh, I mean, I I mean, that's a slippery road and I don't want to go, go down it. So we'll just stop it right there. But what are the side effects? That's the thing is, is that you're not going to know for years until those things really start to develop. And so it's like, man, it, the idea of like you're going to create something that can kill something in the future. Uh, there's uh, the arrogance just is like that's a huge warning flag to me. And, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think anyway. you're going to watch the rest of them. That's probably, I maybe probably am for not for the better. I'm probably not. Yeah. And, and again, you know, there's that there's the other aspect of that is, is that the fear of like, ooh, there's this coronavirus. Should I be concerned? Maybe. Or maybe I should just be mindful of having, you know, uh, proper hygiene and good health and work, you know, make sure I'm keeping my immune system as solid as it can. And, you know, one of the things they talk about is, is that the 1918 pan- flu pandemic that killed like 50 million people. Mm-hmm. And in 1918, there wasn't global airplanes flying you know hundreds and thousands and tens of thousands of passengers every day sure all over the world so you know the access that we have globally now is a lot more 
readily available and you know the population you know it's moving. also there's also a lot more tools that we have now than that's we did true. in 1918 that's so true. it's a lot easier to quarantine someone and exactly then, or uh just find that cure uh, potentially you know potential cure quicker but yeah uh, yeah well, you watched one more thing, and uh, we briefly yes. we briefly talked about it. Um, I'm not talking Parasite. I'm oh. talking Dolomite. Oh, yes. Is Dude, my I, name. To- I don't know how that missed my yeah. list. I totally stayed up. Like, I turned it on after Sydney was asleep on the couch. She had passed out on the couch. We were watching something else. And I'm like, and I was considering staying up to maybe... By the new Yeezys that oh just my dropped. Oh gosh! Moving and, on. And so I was Moving like, "Moving on." So I was like, "Um, all right, let me just watch a movie." And and, and Dol- I was like, "Okay, Dolomite, it is." You know, because you were talking yeah. about it, and I was, yeah. and bro, that was so good. It's so great. Eddie Murphy's fantastic. In I it. mean, there's some gratuitous it, nudity well, in it. it but, but it, it, it plays fits to the to story. The, exactly. Yes. I mean, I did fast forward through it and didn't miss anything. No. Um, but it does, if you do pay, if you don't, if you don't pass fast forward through it, it does help build that character yes. and it's and in that, that service was totally, of the scene. Yeah. That, yes. That, so perfect example of the use of that, that supports the story and supports the character because that was exactly who he was. Yeah. So yeah, cool. It was, I was it fine was with it. Very well done. I'm again, uh, I'm upset that it came out the same year as once upon a time in Hollywood because they're in a lot of ways, very similar types yeah. of movies. Yeah. Um, similar era. And except the fight scene wasn't quite it. <laughs> I mean, if you're <laughs> no, comparing the fight no. scenes, one was a lot more intensely gruesome and, and robust. Yeah. And the other one was, Quite not that. Quite boring. <laughs> Quite. Did he even touch him? Yeah. Like <laughs> pretty slow and exhausting. Oh, but it was it was funny too. It's great. Oh, so funny. So I, I'm I'm exci- it makes me excited to see what Eddie Murphy's going to keep going to now. Yeah. That he seems like he's back, and um, you know the supporting cast is is in this. And oh, the supporting cast is you like one. It's one turn. After another, you're yeah. like, oh, snap, that's yeah. perfect. And, yeah, it was great. It's really good. So yeah. uh, Craig Robinson's great in this. Um, the guy from, I can never remember his name, but he's from uh, The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt uh, is in it, and he's he's really funny in it. And um, and then, of course, uh, from Keegan-Michael Key. Yeah, Keegan-Michael Key uh, yeah. is in it playing probably his role of a lifetime because he, he – <laughs> Looked up to Rudy Ray Moore so yes. much, and well, and the he Dolomite talked about character. that in the interview. I forget who the interview was with, but he talked about it when um, after um, Predator. Yeah, the Predator, and um, he was talking about how he he enjoyed watching these, you know, these black exploitation films, mm-hmm. which you know, Dolomite was was a huge part of that. Yeah, and um, <laughs> that one particular scene. <laughs> Yep. He's like, and he, he was trying to trying to get yeah. that in the film. He yeah. kept trying yeah. uh, to get it in the Predator, and he never did. But and then when it pops up in the movie, you're like, oh my gosh, there it is. You could just see the smile yeah. on his face, just <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like getting yeah. to experience that all yeah. over again, basically. Yeah, and being a part of that was that, that was perfect. It's really good. Um, definitely check it out. It's so accessible. Uh, maybe maybe two and a half hours, if that. Uh, it's on Netflix and. Yep. Uh, there's not a part of it that isn't enjoyable and good and well put together. So, uh, yeah, Del- Dolomite is my name. Really great storytelling here. Mm-hmm. Um, and Brisk, too. It feels like everything yeah. that's in it is necessary. Yep. Um, I don't think there wasn't any moment where I thought, oh, this is dragging mm-hmm. or the pacing's off or the edit. I, I thought it was done it, it was really done well. Yeah. And I'm not sure how accurate, but, you know, I, I enjoyed watching kind of like the tenacity of the Rudy Raymore character. Yes. Where every time he got beat down, he was just like, well, we'll just do it ourselves then. Right. Every, yeah. I mean, it happens yeah. multiple times in his career. And I've he just, been told he, no all the yeah. time. And, yeah. and he just, he figures out a way to do it. And I thought that was really kind of uh, inspiring in a lot of ways. It was, yeah. Um, for, for a character and an actor and comedian, uh, the Rudy Ray Moore, you know, because the character of Dolomite is just a character he played on stage and on screen. And yeah, um, to see like this kind of behind the scenes of Rudy Ray Moore 
was yeah, it was inspiring. Well, and see. he kind of he kind of paved the way for uh, Richard Pryor and Eddie Murphy to some degree because of the level of crudeness that that he had. Um, I mean, for lack of a better term, I mean, he had the balls to to do that at that time, right? And the way that he did and the way it resonated with people was just amazing. Mm-hmm. And there's an interesting like cadence to the way that he does all of his his routines when he's the Dolomite character. And um, I wouldn't be surprised if there's roots of Dolomite or just that comedic style, you know, uh, in rap also. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's a lot of rhyming and a lot of yeah. uh, just talking at yeah the, ryth- of, the rhythmic right elements of what he was yeah, doing. yeah super was, interesting yeah, so it's cool um yeah go check it out guys watch it and uh now we'll get to parasite yeah where in the world did this come from south korea well yes i know that <laughs> but i i i was i've been more careful not to spoil this yes. movie to more people than i have an an, an in a long time. Right. So I want to say up top, um, this isn't necessarily a spoiler warning, but Parasite is the movie, is a, is a movie that benefits from you knowing absolutely nothing about it going into it. Mm-hmm. Not even a little detail of anything. Right. Like some alien, yeah. something or right. other Which, that came in. Spoiler warning, there, there's no alien. Uh, if you, if well, you, oh, hey, hold on, that's not how we do spoiler warnings. No, 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 here. hang on, I'm not at that spoiler <laughs> warning. If you, if you have any desire to see Parasite, stop listening now and go listen. To oh, it. yeah, like, go watch it. Please do. Um, we are not. Our feelings aren't going to be hurt. Yeah. Um, all fifty of you, <laughs> press pause. Go seriously. Go watch it. It, it is an amazing, masterful piece of cinematic. Goodness, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so good, yeah. And I don't want to, I don't want to spoil anything, anything about this at all. I don't want to spoil it. So um, go watch it and then come back and listen to this. And I think it's the uniqueness of the story. Yes, I mean it's not unique to our culture. No, sure, but but it's a, it's a unique story that we're hearing. And how difficult is it to come up mm. with a new story? Like. I think that was people the thing been that telling stories the, for thousands yeah, of years in right. and, and how, how many different spins mm-hmm. and in twists and things and, and it's like yeah dude this is a good one that's what really got me when I watched it it was like this this felt fresh felt yeah. like something I had never seen before yep and I loved every second of it um, so now let's just get into parasite so you've had your warning you had you've had we've given our little well, mild warning. Uh, if you don't want to know absolutely anything about it, uh, we'll get into spoiler spoilers in a minute. But okay, um, so I'm not you, giving no, them warning. Hold, no, no, hold, hold back, like. hold back. <laughs> rain it in, rain it in. Um, so, Parasite is this little South Korean movie um, directed by Jun Ho Bong. I'm definitely saying that wrong, but yeah, please forgive us. I'm sorry. Um, and he has done. Uh, there was a Netflix movie a couple years ago, um, Okja which is kind of this um, commentary on, um, you know, being a little too gluttonous in your carnivorousness. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and just kind of like the, the bond that is between a, a pet and a, and a person. Um, really good, and it's on Netflix, Netflix original, so um, you can watch that too. He also did Snowpiercer, right. um, which is this uh, – civilization living on a train in a world that's all snow and ice or whatever and uh it's got chris evans in it and he's got a beard and shaved head and it's actually this movie is the reason why he's covering his face in the shawarma scene in avengers the original avengers Mm, movie mm -hmm. at the at the very end there um because he still had his beard from filming snowpiercer at the time and so they put a bunch of latex over the beard and it looked Obviously, it looked bad. It's a big beard. Sure, yeah. And um, to make him look like he was clean shaven, but they didn't. They couldn't do a close up. So he's oh, he's got his, his hand, yeah, just over his face enough where you can't tell. And um, that that's Snowpiercer's fault <laughs> for that. Um, Snowpiercer is fine. It's good. It's it's got some really nice action pieces, and it's a total one eighty compared to this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, have you seen it? I have not. It, I feel like it gets a lot of love, and I didn't. I, it didn't really blow me away in the same 
sense uh, that everybody else kind of likens it to but uh, you know it, it's great like it's it's really good um solid filmmaking for sure a lot of interesting like camera movements because it is on a train the whole time and it's basically a story about chris evans's character going forward in the train it's it's kind of uh, i'm gonna get yelled at for this but it's a little hunger games on a train mm-hmm. in the sense of the the closer you get to the front of the train the better the quality of life is mm-hmm. type of a thing so the people that are you know poor or whatever are in the very back and they're eating cockroaches or whatever they can get and then as he progresses up the train in the movie um it's just more elegant and more extravagant and more ridiculous and um also some kind of symbolism of uh, yeah different classes, classes yes yeah. it's definitely a commentary yeah. on class systems and and things like that and um so he's 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 good on commentary movies yeah i think he, he does a really great job on that um this movie again is no different there's definitely a class commentary on this sure yeah um a class commentary on uh naivety from uh, you know upper class living people you know rich people having this kind of almost stupidness to what they think is normal or bad or you know um dangerous to them you know um the wife especially um the mom can't even go to like a grocery store without her own driver and she well and some of that's cultural too and i don't mean cultural to class i mean cultural to there to that you know the south korean yeah and the asian culture interesting okay um because i know as we were watching that my wife being from the philippines you know they um, they had a, a lot of that. They had a driver and they had, um, you know, a housekeeper nanny that was living okay. and that type of thing. So I didn't look at it, at least from my point of view, I didn't look at it so much as this big class struggle, but I mean, there's definitely that, that there. Yeah. Which um, is made apparent in the last, yeah. you know, 20 minutes of the movie for sure. Yeah. Um, but man, the way that this movie executes like montages mm-hmm. is incredible mm-hmm. because it's not just a, you know, in Rocky and stuff, you get these montages that kind of halt to the movie, you know, where it's okay. We got to go through this montage and him training and it's, it's not necessarily stopping the movie, but there's not a whole lot of story progression, you know, in those right. moments. Yeah. Um, but this takes montages and elevates it to like a, it's a part of the story progression right? where it's not just you're seeing why or how they get rid of the original driver and then hire in the new driver and, or the, you know, the, the, the housemaid or, you know, the teacher, all these things like it's, yeah, it just unfolds it while it's yeah. happening. You're and fine. The, yeah. And the montages seem so seamless. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're so seamless, and it's incredible, like, the amount of thought that went into the script for this. It's just amazing because it's definitely, at least I'm assuming it was written this way to where um, it's written as if it's being edited on paper, you know. So as they're saying things, there's voiceover, you know, there's narration from these characters. They're also then cutting to them reading the script in their house right as they're planning it right like yeah. it's so thought out yeah it's incredible yeah and by the way this is all in uh subtitles yeah so it's in korean and that's the only thing i've been telling people when they ask about it i'm like it's all in subtitles go watch it yeah <laughs> it's all in subtitles but it doesn't it never uh, you know um the director s- said an interesting thing he was like as soon as you can get past that um three inch block on the bottom of your screen um a whole new world of cinema opens to you and i agree yeah um i've you know i've i've watched a lot of french uh new wave movies from the 60s and 70s and um russian and and german and and south korean i mean i love the the first one of the first south korean movies i saw was the host which is like a monster movie um shocker i know but (laughs) 
you know, monster movies are, or horror movies are easier to do. Sure, yeah. And, and also have a, a better shot of getting kind of a mainstream audience across yeah. the sea. So um, the host was a perfect example of that. And uh, it's great, though. Um, it's probably 10 years old now. Jeez. Um, but this, though, it's, it's so interesting. It's this family of uh, four, right? So it's the brother, the sister, the dad, and the mom. Yeah. Right. Um, so the brother has this friend who is a uh, tutorer. Right. And tutor. decides tutor. It's tutorer? <laughs> uh, tutor. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, and uh, he's going away. He's going to America for like an exchange student program or something, I think. I think it's America, maybe. Well, yeah, he just said, it didn't say America specifically. It just yeah. said abroad. Abroad, right. He's going abroad. So he was leaving for that semester to go do something else. And so he recommended the son, um, who wasn't a college student. No, yeah. had no degree, but was very intelligent. Yeah. Um, just some, you know, he got the wrong cut of life and didn't go to college and didn't graduate and didn't do anything. And so now they're, the whole family's folding pizza boxes right. to make ends meet for, for that week. Right. And uh, then they don't even fold all the pizza boxes very well. No. It's so yeah, it's really good. But so he gets this job uh, as a tutor um, to this, this high end family and starts to kind of put some ideas together of how to get the old uh, psychiatrist or, uh, you know, helper, for the younger son because he's a like a wild child you know he's kind of right, crazy yeah. and they need somebody to kind of teach him manners and, and and calm him down yeah he recognizes that the mom's frazzled trying yeah. to deal with him and um and so he he's like hey i have an idea i know you this know. great Art therapist. Art therapist. That's what it is. That's right. <laughs> Who happens to be his sister. And it was his sister. But yeah. they, they never they never say they know each other and they're right. never they never tell the family it was that they're a related. Sister of a cousin that went to like yeah. Illinois State University yes. or something crazy. Yeah. Right. Um, way out there. Um, so no, you know, the family this family has no idea that these people are all related. Um, and then they get the driver fired. Right. And then the dad becomes the new driver. Right. And then they get the housemaid fired, which is diabolical. Yeah. They get her to think she has tuberculosis and it's terrible. Right. Um, and then the mom becomes the new housemaid. And, um, well, and, and the, yeah, I mean, I, there was a moment where I'm like, there's no way they're not like seriously vetting out these people's backgrounds. You would think, I mean, but it's so word of mouth. Yeah. And, and, and they're showing and, up with like... And again, it's a cultural thing, right? Yeah, yeah. You trust that one person. Like you trust that that original tutor and the person that, that he sends is actually doing a good job. Right. Um, so then you're going to trust them then, on the next... Yeah. yeah right. Um, so you can see how, how easily that that could happen. Um, but the wife is also very naive. She is yeah, very simple, yeah. you know. And the husband is so kind of caught up with his work that yeah. he's not really. Con he's like he's he's putting more faith in her than he probably should, right? In in vetting these because he clearly was smart enough to vet them out, but um, and he did to some degree. But they passed the initial surface tests, yes. And so he was like, oh, okay, well. Yeah, because I don't he, have time to keep going, keep at, digging. Yeah, yeah, at one point he calls like the the driver, the dad has a uh, a business card and he calls the number on it, and and the daughter pretends to be or the the mom, I can't remember. Yeah, no, it was the daughter. It was the right, daughter. Yeah. yeah, pretends to be this you know this service right, and like yeah. this high elegant service right. for drivers yeah. and all this stuff, and so he he buys it. Just a bunch of charlatans. Oh my gosh. <laughs> And so the whole time I'm watching it, because like I'm, it's called Parasite, right? So I'm just thinking. So you know, you get about halfway through and you're watching it, and cinematography's beautiful. Like the homes are lit, so it's just so gorgeous to look at. Yeah, it's, it's done clearly well. lit by like some some LED or kinos mixed with some beautiful tungsten, and the walls are painted greenish, and, you know, it's just everything is very appealing to look at in all of this. And um, I'm just like, when is the shoe going to drop? Right, Like, yeah. 
this movie is called Parasite. It's got to be a horror movie, right? Right. Yeah. And um, yeah, and you're like almost halfway in before. You're, you I think really... you're over. You might even be over halfway in. Yeah. And then um, there's. Spoiler warning. Okay, so I think now's the time. All right. Okay, you know the drill. Boop, boop, boop. Spoilers ahead. Spoilers for Parasite the movie are coming soon. So if you do not want the movie spoiled, please press pause. Go watch the film at your nearest streaming. Uh, gosh. Wow. Go watch the film at your favorite theater or streaming service. And then come back to this podcast and listen to the rest. You have been warned. Spoilers ahead. Boop, boop, boop. Uh, so we're now in the spoilers for Parasite. Yes. And oh boy. Okay, so. <laughs> but, but hang on. Before we get to the main one, though, I want to I build this. Because if you're still listening and you haven't seen it, but you just you just are you don't care a about messed spoilers. up person yeah. and you like to have spoilers spoiled. Um, the family gets a vacation like the the family that owns the home they're going to go on vacation yeah. for the son's birthday yeah and camping they're going to go camping but it's supposed to rain but they don't they're like ah it's not going to rain that bad so i'm like oh well immediately i'm like well the family's coming home early which sure they do yeah, but it has nothing to really yeah. do with it it's raining the um the the charlatan family decides that they're going to come over, eat all the food and hang out yeah, and watch TV and drink the liquor, drink all the liquor, party it up. Yeah. They're like, yeah, family's out. House is ours. Right. They get at least a weekend all together in this nice house. Um, so they do, they're, they're, they're drunk. They're having fun. They're hanging out and the doorbell rings and it's the old, like incessantly. Yes. Like, <laughs> yes. The doorbell rings. It's the old, nanny yeah the old housekeeper yeah who uh has been established as being there for like 50 years because she was with the previous homeowner who built the house like right, designed yeah. the house and um so she knows all the ins and the outs of the house yeah which they make a point at saying earlier on but i didn't think anything about it yeah you, you know like and you wouldn't you just, why would yeah, you um so the old maid comes back and she looks miserable because she's allergic to peaches, and they've slowly been throwing peach fuzz at her every time they make her feel like she or make her look like she has tuberculosis. And um, she says she forgot something. She yeah. needed to get something, and so they, eventually they let her in. Yeah. And the rest of the family hides, and it's yes. just the it's just current, the, yeah the current maid yeah. The mom, the current maid mom, the charlatan mom. Yeah. And, uh, oh my gosh. Uh, so then they walk into like the kitchen area and then she is gone. The old maid is just gone. She ran off. Well, there was a, they talked a little bit and. Yeah. And then and, she runs and, off. And yeah. And they, but they were like, she was like, I need to get something down in the, in the. Oh, that's the, right. The, that's what it is. Thing. And she was. And so she was kind of questioning her and she was kind of like, what? And like, good, but she was scared. Right. And, or she appeared to be scared and she did Nervous, not want to go. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not going down there with right. you. You're going to like hurt me or do something yeah. like crazy. And so she didn't go. And meanwhile, the, the son, the, the daughter and the dad are like around the corner, Scooby-Doo style. Yeah. Listening, listening to yeah. this whole thing. And, on um, the stairs. yeah, on the stairs. <laughs> and so she lets her go to the basement and she's down there for a really long time. And you just sit. Yeah, you just sit with the charlatan mom, and you're hanging. And you're like, "What is happening? Right? What What is going on now?" And then a twist that if you say you saw coming, you are full of crap. Right? Nobody saw that. No one you're saw this told, coming. Yeah. The new maid goes downstairs and said and finds the old maid in the air. Uh, with feet against the wall and hands against a bookshelf, trying oh, yeah. to move a bookshelf. Right. And she goes, what are you, what are you doing? And she's like, help me, help me. <laughs> you have to help me. And it, it like was like, frantic. Yeah. I mean, yeah. just in total terror, she's terrified. She's trying to move this bookshelf and there's a piece of metal stuck under it. So she, the, the new maid pulls the metal out and the bookshelf slides, <laughs> slides forward. And the old maid violently slams to the ground and rolls over and then gets up and runs downstairs yeah to this secret room yeah like it exposes this doorway yeah and, yeah to this room that was it was a 
a basement or something. I mean, it's a basement bomb on shelter. crack. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, I got the sense that it was like this World War II bomb. That would shelter. make sense, yeah. right? After yeah, they probably had you know World War II happened and they were like oh, well, Korean War, that maybe, whole thing. maybe, yep. yeah, yep. So, oh, this is just where it goes crazy because now you find out that the old maid's husband has been living in the basement this entire time. Right. And this would come out periodically when the family was gone. Right. Or at night to get food or whatever. But this is the thing is he's been down there for like a couple weeks since the old maid had been fired. Right. Without anything. Yeah. Like he didn't really have anything, but whatever was left down there the last time he was down there. And because the bookshelf was stuck, he couldn't come out at night to get anything. And, um, and he was very ghostly. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently one night the six year old saw him coming up yes. and freaked out. And that is like the cause of the, of the six year olds, like yeah. all of his art therapy issues yeah, and, and just, everything. He's like a, yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a wreck. So the rest of the family shows up. And I mean, sorry, the rest of the fake family shows up. Well, and they were listening in the right. in the stairwell down to the basement, and then all fell in. And then they all fall into the basement, and they're all exposed. And everyone, the, everyone is exposed. And the old, point. yeah, because they're saying dad mm-hmm. and sister, or whatever, calling each other. And yeah. then the old maid takes a photo of them on her phone. Right. <laughs> so they're shooting video or photos or whatever, yeah. and. They kind of just there's a scuffle and then they tie up the the husband and the the old maid and then they realize I think the is it the family's coming back home now. Um. Oh yeah, she gets a phone call. The nude ma- the new maid gets yeah, a yeah. phone call and she yeah. says, "Can you have this so and so soup ready?" Right. We'll be home this- in like eight minutes. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> In my head, I was thinking the phone call was like a couple hours. So it's like the rest of this movie is going to be like the outcome of those couple hours happening. Yeah. But yeah. She, when she goes, yeah, six six minutes or whatever it was, yeah. it was like, oh, <laughs> this is going to get and real there's weird. A, and there's a big mess in the in the living yes, room yeah. from the partying, yep. and there's just it's just uh, yeah. So they they tie up the old maid and her husband in the basement, and then they they you know a couple of them scurry up and start trying to clean, and they're just throwing things in the bags and, and stuff oh, like and that. just shoving stuff underneath yeah. the couch yeah yeah i'm like oh this is gonna be bad yeah well then the maid the old maid the dog's just gonna go right for the food scraps yeah <laughs> the i think it's the son it's either the son or the dad is at the top of the stairs that go into this bomb shelter and he's getting ready to shut it oh no no it's the it's the mom it's the wife yeah that's right and she the old maid is trying to get up the the stairs tied up and she got she got loose somehow yeah yeah. and the and the mom just kicks her and she goes flying down (laughs) dude the karate kick at the top like right in the thing i was laughing well yeah i was totally laughing and and sydney looks at me and goes why are you laughing? That's terrible. Right. I go, I know, but it's funny. Right. And I think that... Because <laughs> it was just like... Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's intentional. Because at this point, you don't really know yeah. where this movie's going to go. Yeah. And so I'm pretty sure that that was like an intentional... Let's make this a little humorous. That way you keep people guessing like... Is this going to be a, a funny thing that happened? Now is well, this a comedy the rest of the way? Because it's kind of been humorous. The well, yeah. Part. I mean, and it becomes this... It becomes this battle between the old maid yeah and the new maid in her situation and you know and she has them all like i get one point she has them all like on their knees with their hands in the air because she's like if you guys don't do what i say i'm gonna send this video to the 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 wife the owner of the house and and blow up your whole situation you know and so obviously she was a threat, like yeah. a bigger threat than, than just because they were trying to negotiate down in the basement. Like, you know, maybe he can just live here before she found the other family that right. fell in. Um, like they probably could have had a situation like rolled with it if yeah. the family didn't get exposed. Right. Um, so she. And she then the whole wrestling match in the in the living room. Yes. And they destroyed the living room in this wrestling match, trying to get the phone, right. and trying to destroy the phone, and the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, 
it, and so it, be, <laughs> it becomes this kind of this fight between yeah, them. this little back and forth. Yeah, and ultimately the you know the new family wins uh, for the moment. And one of my favorite scenes I think ever, like in a movie, is the the dad, the daughter, and the son under the coffee table. Yeah, in the living room, not moving at all. Right, and and then at one point, it's clear like they can they can leave. the 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 mom's like, okay, they're they're asleep. Like you can leave, and the dad is the last one to get out and from under like the coffee table. And he's like inchworming across yeah, the floor, <laughs> and he's inchworming. And then they kind of they kind of wake up and make like a uh, uh, uh. well, and then the son. And the son and the dad have that rate the, oh, the two way right. radio. The radio the, goes and the, off, and the dad's trying to get the son to come back yep. in. The son's like, "Nah, I'm gonna stay," even though it's like raining and yeah, he's in a tent in the backyard, yeah. so he's camping in the backyard instead yeah. of yeah wherever they were. And um, so then the dad's like, "All right, well, whatever." And then it's just a, a shot, like the shadow falls off. You see the coffee table, and, and you feet. just see his feet <laughs> just slide into the shadows and i was oh my gosh oh it was great it's so good it's so there's there's like a levity to all of this too where it's it's borderline horror but then it's also so light hearted yeah that it's fun to watch yeah and i think that's probably what this movie does the best yeah um is is kind of it's keeping your interest for one because you have no idea where it's going to go what's going to happen next um they end up having a birthday party and it just it just hits the fan oh yeah like it goes insane (laughs) there was not a single moment in this movie where i I was like what uh, what i know what's going to happen no not never once was did i know what was going to happen right with the rain and everything the night before like the their their house floods like the the charlatan family's house floods because it's at the end of an alleyway and it's kind of in a in the ground yeah Yeah, it's kind of like a garage yeah and they left the window open although i don't think that would have mattered with how much rain there was it wouldn't have and uh it's just there's so many little things little moments that oh gosh i'm just so i'm so excited for this type of screenwriting yeah it loves me it loves me it loves me <laughs> it, it loves you it, it loves does <laughs> it makes me love film like uh, and i mentioned it in our in our best of 2019 video like this was this was the type of movie that i got into movies for yeah and um you know i we've we spoiled a lot but i you know i don't think even though if i want to talk about the ending birthday party and all that man just, even the spoilers you still i you know somebody can listen to spoilers and still get just totally be blown away by this oh yeah yeah it's a t- it's a, i want to see it again and it okay, well i, I know um, i've got so it the, you Trump, got it. the the thing that it's amazing to me is um, and you know how much I love awards. Mm. Um, well, I won't get into that. Listen to our Academy but, Award but, episode last year. But it uh, it totally dominated mm-hmm. the Golden Globes, and I mean dominated. I mean like won more awards than the next two combined. Oh, was it that much? It was that many, wow. and it was like, whoa, this is this is yeah. bananas, and and I think that's. This is one of the one of the elements of the awards that can elevate, you know, the cream rising to the top. Yeah, where it gets people's attention that might not otherwise, you know. That's a good point. Yeah, you know. So, like, had it not had it not been nominated, or had it not won all these awards that it was nominated for, it might not be. We might not even be having this podcast. That's very possible. Um, so. In that regard, the awards do do a service to doo-doo. film. I said do do, <laughs> but they do a service to films like this. Yeah, because and and that wasn't what they intended on doing when they shot this film. It wasn't. They're like, oh, we're going to make this award winning no. film, or we're going to da da da, and it's going to begin all this thing. No, it was done really well, and the cream always rises to the top. It doesn't matter if you have all these super well-known actors though they are well known in in the korean film genre yeah a couple of them especially um, uh but you know in other places 
you 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 win these awards and then all of a sudden all the attention is on you yeah. and then it blows up right i'm really curious when uh marvel or somebody dc is going to grab not the director because he's already come out and been like i don't want to do that at all mm-hmm. um but these actors well he says that now yeah wait till I mean, they offer him four million dollars a more. week yeah, yeah. <laughs> right um I think, you know, I mean, Snowpiercer was based off of a comic book, so maybe, you know, maybe, I don't yeah. know. I mean, if it's the right story, if the right Yeah, that's fit, probably true. You know? you know, and there are there are Marvel properties that aren't superhero superheroes, um, sure. you know, so that might be something Well, more. and you have the whole anti-hero movement mm-hmm. that's happening, too, so. Yeah, know. let's talk about that for a second. So, uh, Parasite, it's great. Go watch it. It's in, it's in theaters again. Oh, yeah. uh, real quick with that. I guess they're doing a re-release in black and white, which is interesting because oh, really? I don't know if that would benefit or or not. But um, one of the things I absolutely loved about Parasite was the color of it, the yeah, look the color of it. So I, I think I might miss that if I watched it in black and I white. I would but, miss it. Um, and it might have a different feel altogether, like, it might, time, like yes. a period piece type of thing. Or it might, it might immediately put me in horror movie mode. Right. And like noir instead right. of this kind of lighthearted startup, and then it goes into this mayhem. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. Well, I'll be curious to see what it looks like. Um, but speaking of these antiheroes, um, Morbius, you know, we haven't talked Morbius. about some comic books yeah, in a while. Yeah, trailer. Uh, I don't like Jared Leto at all, really. And, and wow. from what I sorry, know, Jared. Yeah, sorry, Jared. Um, <laughs> but from what I understand, he's not a he's not a great human being either. But wow, this it, movie... <laughs> the shade just got darker. <laughs> well, it's going to keep going. Uh, when you watch this trailer, though, like... Didn't it just feel like Venom again? It, laboratory stuff? Yeah, it did kind of feel like that same it's Venom the, formula. Yeah, it feels the exact and same. Is it Sony again? Yes. Yeah. Shocker. Yeah. Um, And I guess Matt Smith, who was one of the doctors in Doctor Who... I, know, I don't watch Doctor Who, but... um. He is in it, and I guess he plays the villain, mm-hmm. and it sounds like he's with another company that wants the serum or whatever that you know sure. Jared Leto's character is doing. And so again, it's going to end in the in a in a anti version of the main character fighting the same. You know, it's just like I'm so tired of that. Like Ant Man did it. Oh, uh, Spider Man, Sp- the Tobey Maguire Spider Man did it. I mean, you're talking yeah. w- w- when he fought Venom, you right? Know. Well, that's the third one. Sucks. Yeah, um, Venom did it with another Venom, right? You yeah. Know? So yeah. start writing more interesting things, and then I'll stop being such a brat about it. <laughs> but um, what do we got coming up next? Man, I don't know. What What is there? Any new trailers that you're excited about? Um, no, not really. Yeah. Uh, I heard Bad Boys for Life wasn't terrible. Um, yeah, I actually, my it, friend though. Chris uh, uh, Wellington, uh, who's also a YouTuber, uh, just did a review on it and said it was awesome. Hmm. Um, and, uh, like, it was really well done. So I'm I'm intrigued to go see that. I do want to go see The Gentleman, um, Guy Ritchie's new movie. All uh, right. Back in his style of, like, Lock, Stock, Two Smoking Barrels, mm-hmm. Snatch. Um, I love those movies, um, and it's it, it's interesting to me that he was able to finally kind of get back to that after doing, uh, gosh, Aladdin. Oh, which by the way, I saw Aladdin. Have you seen Aladdin, the, the one from last year, the new the live like, action live action one? No, did you go see it? No, it's on Disney Plus. Um, it's fine. I no, you're split, so it doesn't matter. Oh, cool. Um, it's fine. Like it, it was uh, not fine for the first probably thirty minutes, forty five minutes, and then it kind of becomes enjoyable. Um, but at the same time, it just it didn't feel well. It's uh, it was necessary, you know. Yeah. It back to I my, didn't do any of the live action. The the, the yeah. great cl- these great animated Disney films that they redid live action: Lion King, Aladdin. Um, Maleficent kind of, I guess, yeah, counts. I, I was like, no. I, did, I, yeah, didn't, I, I haven't been blown away by one yet. I mean, even though John Favreau did The Lion King, I was I was like, I wasn't inspired to go watch it. Yeah. The Lion King is very much like a tech demo in a lot of ways. And that, that technology will be used for future movies 
you know, definitely. But um, the only one that I'm kind of curious about, and I think it's because it's 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 an interesting story in general, um, is Mulan coming out in a couple months? You know, the live action version of that. That one looks. I good. think that looks interesting. Yeah. Um, because it's kind of something that doesn't only translate to animation. Well, Whereas I, I feel I like think Lion it, King I think and Aladdin. The Mulan storyline lends better to a live action sure. than the other two. Yeah. That was my issue, I guess, with um, Aladdin and the Lion King was like, you go look at screenshots and, and screen grabs from the animated version and then you put them up against the live action. It's like they're so vibrant and beautiful and thought out and like um, you throw in the live action one and it's like this is kind of well this is the real world i don't you know it's not interesting to me right that's why i think the animations work so well right is because they're not the real world they're able to do whatever they want and aladdin does that a little bit better i think than the lion king um it has a lot of colors has a lot of whimsical stuff but again it's a you know it's about a guy and a genie so it can do that well speaking of things that work well live action versus animation maybe they should have took morbius to an animation in the same animation oh. style that they did into the Spider-Verse. That would have been cool. I think that might have been a better uh, approach. You're probably right. And there, I mean, there are, there have been rumors since, you know, a little while after Spider-Verse came out that they're going to incorporate Spider-Verse into the live action stuff. And that's how they're going to get Venom into the MCU Tom Holland Spider-Man universe. Mm-hmm. Is there going to be separate universes that collide somehow? Mm. That's been a rumor for a little while. So, yeah, Morbius, that probably would have worked much better in a Spider-Verse I think so. style. I, yeah, and I think we get to see that really amazing animation style that they created mm-hmm. again. And I think that I, I want to see more of that. Yeah. yeah. or Or take a whole new approach to it and give us something else right and say that it's in another universe like the noir one looks different than the oh, japanese sure, one you sure. know yeah so yeah, yeah, yeah i think that you man you made a really good point there that yeah. would have been a that's a miss that yeah. is a miss not to do a couple more things like that and then yep. bring over some sort of live action yeah good idea on that let's get more sony animation and less sony live action yeah for sure um, yeah, not really a whole lot else out right now. Uh, Doolittle looked terrible. It also crashed oh, Wonder and burned. Woman. Wonder Woman's coming that's June. June. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm just looking at stuff that's coming. Sonic looks better than the first trailers that we saw. It does, but that doesn't mean I'm going to go see it. And that's I make you. Actually, I'm not actually that interested in seeing it, to be honest. I'm not <laughs> either, but here's the thing is um, those poor visual effects artists... Right. Had to go back in yeah. and waste another eight months of their lives. <laughs> well, I'm sure they got paid. Well, let's, let's hope. Who knows, though? I mean, look at the whole um, MP. Uh, what was it? The one that from Lion King that got shut down. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, like uh, motion picture company. So, right. yeah, I don't know if they got paid. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, I would hope well, so. There, I mean, that is a big, that was a big thing even a number of years ago, the whole well, yeah, Life of VFX, Pi. VFX, yeah. Right, won an Academy Award. Yeah. Studio was shut down three months earlier than that. Like, right. it's insanity yeah, that... Yeah, they didn't pay. Why is there an ASC, a you know, a, a Screen Actors Guild? Why are there all these guilds for everything but visual effects artists? Well, I guess uh, something new should be cooking. I would hope so. I mean, there's no representation. Uh, there's no union. It's strange. And, yeah. and we keep seeing this. We keep seeing more and more movies, more and more billion-dollar movies that require millions of dollars of CGI. I mean, look, at, you know, Far From Home was 80% CGI, that whole movie. Yeah. And it looks incredible, but did those guys get paid? Did those guys work normal union hours? No, probably not. Yeah, they probably didn't work normal union hours, and I, I would hope they got paid. And, um, you know... Here's the. This is the reason why the unions get put together in the first place. Yeah, because um, you have camera op unions. You have, you know, the you guilds, tons of locals. You've yeah, got the SAGs. Right. You got the DGAs. P- and, yeah, producers guild DH, even have yeah. a thing like. Yeah, the directors guild. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Um, it's it's just it so, blows my mind that it's not there yet. Yeah, um, and we're still abusing it. 
Yeah, that's the sad part. The sad part is is just because it doesn't exist doesn't mean doesn't you should mean take advantage you need of it. To, yeah. You need to Yeah, yeah I mean no. <laughs> no, you heard it here. Yeah. All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed us talking about Parasite. It's um my favorite movie of last year. It's it's so so well done. Um definitely seek it out and watch it and don't let subtitles keep you from watching anything. No. Um, there's a no. whole you can miss some amazing yeah, gems if you do that. The whole other universe of films out there that just because they're not in English um doesn't mean they shouldn't be recognized and watched and fawned over. So And hey Google or Apple uh, why don't you develop a technology that in real time can translate that and you can just select whatever language you want it in? Because dubs suck. Well. Heard it here first. I love those bad dubbed yeah, kung fu movies. That's different. It's like, huh. So. you It doesn't work if no one can see you doing it. You want to fight? It doesn't work. It does not work if no one can see you doing it. Fight me. You killed my sister. Now you're just making weird noises in the mic. No, but it takes so long in between. Yeah, I get it, but you could just not do all the mouths. I have to see this. They don't. (laughs) You guys don't have to see his... I meet you at the hill at dusk. We will fight. You don't have to do the mouth thing. No one can see it. To the death. Oh, this is just for me. (laughs) Eric, why don't you close this out here? All right, well, thanks so much for stopping by. Thanks for listening. We really appreciate uh, and hope it was enjoyable. And again, um, you can find Zach on Instagram and Twitter at Zach Abbott. You can find myself on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at uh, Eric Thurston. You can find the Easy Podcast on Instagram and Twitter at the Easy Podcast. You can find us on YouTube at the Easy Podcast Show. And if you have any questions, comments, complaints, or concerns, you can send all of those to Zach at the Easy Podcast Show at gmail.com. That's it, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Bye.